Okay, you might be seated. <laughs> Praise God. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Um, before I go into, um, I'm going to continue to teach on servanthood. Amen. So we're going to continue to do um, what past, where Pastor Reggie left off. I'll continue. But before I do that, I just want to remind um, the congregation that we have prayer requests. Um, we've been praying for um, prayers requests on, on every day at 6, 6 a.m. So we have those there. Please take advantage because the power of God is moving and we know that God is going to do something miraculous. Uh, so take advantage of the corporate anointing that's there at 6 in the morning. Um, and they're right there, and then you just deposit them there, and then we'll pray for them in the, in the morning. Every morning, actually. Amen? Okay, so let's do this the right way. Who, um, if you have your Bibles or your devices, amen? And we're going to... Amen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I am to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight I'm going to continue talking about the law of honor. And um, the topic that we'll talk tonight is the honor of preference. When we prefer others above ourselves. Amen. And in Romans 12, 10, it says... Um, that we are to be devoted, dedicated to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above ourselves. Amen. And when it comes to serving, that sometimes is a challenge. Amen. Because when you serve people, when you're serving people and you have no connection, if you just met them, you know, right? right? But the Word of God says that we are to be dedicated to them in brotherly love, the way that we love ourselves. So the way that we would love to be served, we have to serve others. And we have to give preference to others. Because we have to trust that when we do God, when we do that, God takes care of us. Amen? Serving is all about releasing it to God and just serving God reckless. Amen? Without thinking that we're going to get rewarded, which we are, because the Word of God says that we are going to be rewarded for our obedience. But when we serve, we have to serve with a, a heart that's dedicated to serving unto God. So when we serve unto God, then God rewards that. No matter who appreciates you, right, because we do things unto God. No matter who likes you, amen, because this is not about people who like you, amen. This is about God. It says to do this, it takes a revelation of God where you are always placing other needs or desires ahead of your own. So to serve with the honor of preference, you have to have a deep revelation of God in your life. Because you will question when things don't go right, right? When you're serving and, and you're not getting, um, you know, maybe well, you're serving for somebody and then when it comes to turn for them to serve you, whether it's in the department, because we're going to talk about different ministry, you're not reaping what you sow. You still have to, you, that's where you go to God and say, God, you know what? 
at the end of the day, I serve unto you. Amen. I don't do this for nobody to look at me. I don't do this to gain a title. Amen. Because even before a title or after a title, you still have to be a servant of God. Amen. Whenever you give preference to others over yourself, the question will always come up, what about me? Amen. How many say have said that before? What about me, God? I'm always serving. I'm always giving. You know, and I don't mind being the giver, but what about me? Why is it there that sometimes I don't feel that I don't even get a relief? Amen. But when you understand that God is in control, when you understand that all things work together for your good, right? Not the things that other people do, but all things work for your good, then you can surrender that to God, the whole, you know, what about me? And you can serve mightily in power, and God will reward you. Amen. Amen. Humble yourself, therefore, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6-7, it says, humble yourselves. Amen? Something that, you know, Pastor Reggie gave a class on humility, and humility is powerful. Amen? It's a powerful weapon. Those that were there, amen, that we, were, we got a chance to hear that teaching. It says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he will exalt you. Amen. But if we're walking complaining, we're not being humble in our serving, right? Well, you know, I, I, you know when, when is this breakthrough going to come? You know, when am I, I going to get my turn? Humble yourselves. Amen. Therefore, it says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Amen. So when we become, when we question and we, we say, what about me? You're in anxiety already. You have moved from your spirit to the flesh right? What about me? What about me says, you know, I'm falling apart and you're not looking. You know, I'm serving these people. I'm doing this that I was told to do and I'm having all these issues and you're not, you know, you're not coming through for me. That's anxiety speaking. That's fear speaking because that's what, what sin is, that somebody's going to take advantage of me. If God put you there, nobody's going to take advantage of me. Trust me. They think they might be taking advantage of you, but it's not. So that's why we have to maintain an attitude of humbleness, amen, and knowing in our heart who God is in our lives. Not who God is in IFWC, but who is God in your life, amen, because at the end of the day, serving is about a relationship with God. If you're serving and you don't have a relationship with God, you're going to give up. And you have missed the point of serving, which is power, Amen. Without the revelation of who God is, you will want to help God out, right? We've all been there, right? God, you're taking too long. Let me just step in. Let me say what I want to say so we can get this, you know, ball rolling. No, big mistake when it comes to serving, right? It says without the revelation of who God is, we will want to help God out with being happy, right? Because sometimes serving is uncomfortable. Do you understand that serving is part of your process? Have you ever looked at serving as a part of your process in God? Amen? So, of course, sometimes when we're in God's processes, is it comfortable? No, it's not. Amen? But because it's uncomfortable, don't step out of serving. If God's put you there, trust me, God has anointed you, graced you to be there and equipped you, regardless of what others say. Right? Because this is not about others. This is about us and God. Amen? In the revelation that we have of him. 
It will reveal to you your true intentions of serving, right? That's when you know, okay, why am I, you know, we, people put out, okay, we need servants, we need people to serve here, there. So we're like, oh, excited about it. So I'm going to join this and I'm going to do that. And I'm talking specifically about IFWC, right? Because we'll get it later on, we'll get in the, the spiritual and the emotional. And we get, you know, we're excited, but what happens? You know, we get there, and all of a sudden we realize, okay, did I really want to do this? That's why you have to know where you serve that God put you, right? Because just because things don't feel right, it doesn't mean that God didn't put you there. It's a process. God is trying to bring something out of you, right? And sometimes we have a mindset, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make some changes because I already see something's got to change in that department, okay? And little do we know that God put you there to change you, to change you, right? So you could better be a better servant somewhere else if he's promoting you out, right? That's why we have to be humble, right? Humbleness is good. It's good for the soul. Amen? God does not always need you to do, to study stuff. Leave them in God's hands, right? God doesn't need us to fix things unless he's, you know, he leads you that way. And the leader or whoever's in charge says, here, take this and, and start to make some changes. But unless you're being asked, stay steady. Amen? Leave them in God's hands. When it comes to preference, we yield to the desires of others, but we have to add our two cents worth of so we don't feel left out. So we'll say, yeah, God, I'm going to serve there, but I'm going to say something regardless. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm just going to say something. Even if it's one word, I-, I have to say something because that's my personality. I have to say something. If I don't, it's not me. Humble yourselves. Amen. God is working something out in us. Amen. The definition for um, preference is to put before, like, better, or to give priority. Amen. So when you humble yourselves in serving, you're actually giving away your desire to do whatever you feel to do. And you're giving the authority to God, not the person. You're submitting to the person, but you're giving your authority to God in the sense that what you want to do, you're not going to do. And you're giving it to God, and then God works it out. But if we murmur and complain, the process of serving and what is trying to work out in our lives is not going to work. And guess what? If you know, like in the Bible, in the old times, you're going to go around that same serving mountain many years before we get it, right? So it's good to just get it. Um, I've always looked at serving as a process because if you look in your life, I look in my life, every time God wanted to do something different, he put me to serve somewhere, Right? And it was places that I was like, really? I don't even know what I'm doing here. Because I didn't feel equipped for it. But because I love to serve, I'll do it. But then the challenge comes because then once you start feeling like, oh, I got this, now let me put my two cents in it, right? No. (laughs) We serve it. We know how safe you are and when you don't get your way. Amen? So it it reveals a character about us. It reveals our character to us. Amen. That's why if, when we don't serve in the house of God, you're missing out in your process. You're missing out in your promotions. You're missing out in your blessings. Amen. Amen? Because serving has a way of um, taking things out and also putting back in you. Amen. Because as you serve, God also deposits in you and grows you and promotes you. Amen. 
and also accomplishes his willing in your life, in your vision. We know how, okay, there must be a willingness to do what's right because it's right. Amen. Regardless, we do what's right because it's right. Whether somebody's looking or not, it doesn't matter. God is the one in charge. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 5, it says that it does not seek its own. So when we're serving, we're not seeking our own. It says love is patient, love is kind, it isn't jealous, it doesn't brag. It's not arrogant, it's, it isn't rude. Amen? Even if you know more than your leader, don't be rude. Don't be rude. Right? Sometimes we feel that because we have the, all the degrees that pertain to that ministry and we're under somebody, we have to see something. I just have to see something. That's who I am. That's, that's who I am, right? That's my personality. That's my D. I'm dominant. I'm going to say something. <laughs> Even that, you can submit it to God. Amen. Be humble. Amen? Amen? It says, when you live in the place of honor and preference, it does not mean you are absent of desire. You just insist, like I said before. It doesn't mean that you're going to forget what you desire. Listen, God says that if you seek my kingdom, he'll add all these things to you. If you delight in the Lord, which is serving delight, he says he'll give you all the desires of your heart. You just have to delight in him. So now where do we serve? Three places that we serve. We serve in ministry. Amen. Ministry is in the different departments in the, in the church. When you're asked to do something from, from, uh, from a leader, you're serving. Amen. When you take the initiative and say, hey, do you need help? Can I help with anything? You don't have to, have, you don't have to be in a different uh, department or a title. You're serving. Amen. Where do we also serve? We serve in our home. Amen. Somewhere where we miss it. The same service you give here, you got to give at home. Amen. Or, or better. Amen? Because we have witnesses that are always looking at us. And the other place that we serve is in public. So those three places. How do we serve? Spiritually, we serve. We serve physically, and then we serve emotionally. Okay? Two ways that we serve spiritually is intercession, and that's 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 2, and Philippians 1, 19. It says, your prayers can make the difference in their lives. Serve people in prayer. Amen. You know how many people do not serve physically, but they serve you in prayer? That is so powerful. They serve you spiritually. You know, they might not be in your department because they can't be, but do you know maybe they're praying hours for your ministry so you can grow, so you can be more wise in it, so you can be promoted, or, or you can, God will open doors in that ministry. So they're serving you spiritually, amen? amen? Those that intercede, amen, they're serving. Nobody sees them, but they're serving. God sees them. Thank God for God, right? That he sees us when no one sees us. It says, um, 1 Timothy 2, 1-2 says, first of all, then I ask that request, prayers, petition, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Pray for kings and everyone who is in authority so that we can live a quiet and peaceful life in complete godliness and dignity. So when we pray, we can actually pray peace over people's life. So we're serving them physically. Amen? When you're at work, and, you know, I know that in some places you cannot talk about religion. You just can't. But when you hear somebody, you can pray for them. You don't have to tell them, listen, I'm praying for you. I just want you to know. 
I'm praying for you. Because you can. If you if you let to do that, amen. But you can pray for them, right? And you're serving them spiritually. And they'll come the next day and say, hey, oh, my God, I don't know what happened last night, but I slept really good. And you know you just did a spiritual serving there. Amen? And sometimes God leads us that way. And the other reason, the other way that we serve spiritually is that we preserve purity in others. Amen? Pastor Reggie said something on Sunday um, that he said, do not use your, your position to take advantage of people. Did everybody get that? Right? Don't use your position, your leadership, your authority, or wherever you are to take advantage of people that are weaker than you because you're serving them spiritually. No. We have to be careful, amen, because God demands more from us if we know more. Amen? And our job in spiritual um, servanthood is to serve, amen, and pray for those that need the prayer. Amen? And also, the Word of God says that if you know someone is in a place that they're like Rocky, it is for you to get close to them and pray for them too. Not to go tell everybody, because you never know if you'll be in that place someday. And you want the same mercy given to you. Amen? In Philippians 1, 9, it says, And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. Amen? When we operate in spiritual um, servanthood, we have to operate in discernment. Amen. And I mean, one of the mighty, some of the victories that we've had is because we were led by the Spirit of God, by the Spirit to do something spiritually, to, whether to pray for somebody, whether to, you know, whatever it was, we were led. And because of that, because of the sermon and the knowledge, we were able to serve in excellence spiritually for that person. Amen. And then here he made a note, as parents, we become one of the strongest conduits of purity or perversion in our children's life. And that goes for the home and in spiritually, right? As parents, we have to guard our home. Man, I'm not a parent, but as parents, we have to guard our home, right? And whatever you allow spiritually in that home is what will saturate that home. And you are responsible as a parent, you're the guardian of that child. So however that child is being ministered to, you're responsible for that. So where it says here that you take advantage, you might not see it that way, but when you're not in the place of your authority spiritually, you're allowing other things to take advantage of your children. Amen? So you have to serve your children spiritually too. Pray for them. Amen? It says, am I serving spiritually in the ministry, in my home, in public? So those are the three places that we serve. So physical servanthood. In Ephesians 4.12, it says, and he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people for the work of service, to build up the body of Christ in the church. So now we come to the physical servanthood, amen? God has given us gifts so we could do what? Equip the body. So if nobody's serving, who's equipping the body, right? And sometimes, you know what? I just want to say, don't ever be intimidated by anybody, if God is stirring something in you to be in a certain ministry and you have the green light from the pastors, who cares who doesn't want you there? I'm just going to say it that way. Don't be intimidated because God has a blessing waiting for you if you stepped out in obedience to him. Amen? So, and again, something that is not happening in that ministry is probably not happening because you're not there. You're needed there. 
Amen? You're needed there, so step out. Amen? In boldness, and it's 2020. It's a, a new decade. Amen? In God's kingdom, so we also physically serve in God's kingdom so the saints can do the work of serving. Must serve physically in the home too. Amen? So this is, we serve physically in the house of God, but we also serve physically in our homes. Amen? Because we don't want to hear from your children, mom and dad are like day and night in church, but they can't spend time with me to do my homework. I'm just putting an example. I've never heard it. Just because just I work in children's ministry, I don't want that. I'm just saying, right? And we don't want a, a husband and a wife to say, well, my husband serves so-and-so more in the church that he does at home. Amen? Because family is a ministry. It's actually your first ministry. Amen? And if the ministry's off, then we're going to be off here. Amen? It says, 1 Timothy 5, 7 to 8, keep instructing the people to do these things as well so that they may be blameless and beyond reproach. If anyone fails to provide for his own, especially for those of his own family, he has denied the faith by disregarding its precepts and is worse than on an unbeliever. So here's talking about people that don't want to work and they just want to be supported. Amen. It's part of serving. God sees those things. Amen. Yes. <laughs> so physically serving, your Pastor Reggie put, it deals with your work, your job, the activities and the things you, you're called to do in the world out there to bring in the income for yourself. Amen. The other one is um, serving. In Matthew 25 from verses 35 to 45, I'm not going to read it all, but it talks about how um, it says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. And the servant said, How did I do these things? Because he said, When you do it unto others, you do it unto me. So when we physically serve outside the house of God and we provide someone with a meal or someone at work that maybe wasn't in financial place and we sow into their life, we're serving unto God. And God sees those things, amen? And we're serving them, and God will honor us in that too. Now, the last one is emotional servanthood. So one of the most neglected areas of servanthood, we serve people spiritually, physically, but not well emotionally. Amen? Because we fear connection, right? Because, see, when we're connected to people, we're going to feel them. And if we feel them, we're going to go that extra mile. Oh, my God, now i got to... How you doing? You know, you like people when they'll say, hi, how are you doing? But they're there over there. And you're like, do you really want to know how I'm doing? Or like, right? I call that physical serving. That's not even emotional. You know? And granted, sometimes you don't have the time. But it says here that one of the most neglected areas is emotional servanthood. The purpose of the servant is to remove burdens rather than adding emotional burdens. Amen? So that's why it's neglected, because it takes you a little deeper. It connects you more with people. It's like a life group, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's emotional servanthood. They do that a lot in life groups, right? Because we're connecting to people, right? And we don't, we don't just say hi, bye, but we be like, how was your week? Did you see this? Is that? And that's how we serve people, amen, emotionally. So in Galatians chapter 2, verse um, Verse 2, it says, chapter 6, verse 2, it says, am I a lifter or a leaner? Am I serving people emotionally and lifting them up, or do I serve them so emotionally that I drain them? Amen? 
It says, carry one another's burden, and in this way you will fulfill the requirements of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. Amen. And what does the word of God say about us? That they will know us by the love that we have. They don't say they'll know you by your title. Or they'll know you because you work in the children's ministry or because you sing amazing up here. It says they will know you how you love on people. Amen. How you love out there. How you love in here. That's the, how they will know us. Amen. The emotional stress we add to others is not serving them emotionally, meaning that if we're here to serve others, we can't leave them like what just happened when we're trying to serve them emotionally. You need to become the easiest relationship for others. Amen. When people leave your presence, they shouldn't say, oh, my God, you know, like I need a nap now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I need a nap. You know, they should be able, you should be the one lifting people up because you have the power of God. God says that he has, you know, given you the power and you're anointed, like I was sharing this morning, to break bondages, to heal the brokenhearted. So if you are called to heal the brokenhearted and you're anointed like that, and then people leave like, oh my gosh, you just broke my heart. Right? So we need to be the easiest relationships, Right? We need to be the people that people say, you know what, when I spoke to so-and-so, I really was blessed. Like when I spoke to her, I felt everything lifted off me. I don't know what she said because sometimes they'll say, I don't know what she said, but all I know is that I have peace. Yeah. Amen? Because as emotional servants, we have to carry peace because we have peace, right? It says that the peace of God is in us. It's not outside and we put it in. It's in us, right? So we have to be that. Um, and emotional, ser okay, emotional servanthood is dedicated to three things. So when you're serving emotionally, you're doing three things for an individual. You're removing burdens from them. Amen? So they shouldn't feel like you just laid 10 pounds on them after you, you know. Um, this is why the connection with God and a relationship with God is so important in discernment. Amen. If we're going to step out and we're going to serve people, we have to make sure that we're connected to God and we're hearing from God. Because one word from your mouth, amen, it's either going to bless that human being or it's going to break them totally and they're going to be like, never again would I share my heart with that person. Amen. And the other thing is that when somebody shares their heart with you, that's private. I mean, they're sharing, like, the deepest intimate part of themselves. And you as a child or a man or woman of God, your job is to protect that. Pray for it. Not just not say, well, so-and-so. No. Amen. That's not how we serve emotionally. The other thing is that we bring comfort to one another. So when you're serving people emotionally, they should be able to be comforted by you. Right? Not left confused like, what just happened? You know, I feel that that person just stirred me up more. You know, if they're sharing about an incident that they had, don't say, yeah, I know how you feel. I've been there before. We don't say that. We say, you know what? God will take care of it. Because in this big plan of what you're dealing with, he'll work it out. He'll provide what you need emotionally, psychologically, whatever it is that you need, God will be there. Amen? And number three, emotional ease for others. Amen? So people should be feeling easy around you, especially if you're, if you're saying to people, well, God's called me to disciple. <laughs> God's called me to disciple, but yet people don't even want to approach you because you're not approachable, right? 
No, God called me to save the world, but nobody wants to say hi to you because they feel you're going to bite back, right? Nobody wants to say hi to you because you're always getting, giving dirty looks, right? Right? You know, they're funny things, but people will say that. You know, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't feel that she was approachable. And then, then that is a thing that you should say, you know what? If I'm loving God, and if my purpose in this world is to reach other, then I need to do something about it, right? Right? And this is why serving is so good, because if you were not serving, you wouldn't know that about yourself. Amen? Amen? No, because at the end of the day, our goal is to reach others. But if we're not approachable, you know, people are not going to come to us and say, you know, I want to know about that God that you serve. Amen? And that could be a hindrance. And some people will get, you know, offended, but they're telling you the truth. Because I'm pretty sure other people have said that. Amen? And, you know, we're, we're all growing. We all have to be transformed. Although you may not be able to serve physically, just having the right word at the right time can fill a gap. Amen? So like we said, if you can't serve physically, serve spiritually. Amen? If you're able, and I'll put a plug-in for um, the 21-day fast here prayer. If you're, not, if you're able to get up and be here at 6 in the morning, listen, you're going to be serving a lot of people spiritually in that box. Amen. If you're able. Amen. I know that not everybody's able to do that. Second Corinthians 1, 3 to 4 says, I will be what you need me emotionally, peace so you can be for someone else. So it says, bless, grateful, praise, and adore be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble. So if you're not getting with God so he can comfort you, right, and take care of you, we have nothing to give. Amen? And the reason he gives it to us is because we're equipped to give it. A lot of people say, well, I'm not that emotional. I'm not that touchy-feely. Well, God says here, right, that he will be comfort you and encourage you so you can do it for others. So if God comforts you the way that God comforts you, and encourages you, he's teaching you how to do it to others. So we can do this, amen? Physical servanthood and spiritual servanthood generate a feeling of love. Emotional servanthood has the results of likability and lovability. Where there's no emotional connection, there will be a void in a relationship, amen? And people feel it, amen? People will feel if you're really trying to connect with them or you're just trying to, Fake it, right? You know, they'll say, oh, no, I really don't feel. And, you know, you have to listen to people. And I'm sharing from the point that we're serving people, right? Right? So if people say to you, I just don't feel connected, then ask why. What is it that I did? Did I do something, right, to offend you, whatever? Because if this is a soul that you're trying to bring into the kingdom or if it's someone that's here that you're trying to grow, you want to know why they're not connected. That's important. Because maybe it's a misunderstanding and the enemy is using that to take that person out of serving. So because we have love in our heart, we should say, listen, I don't know what the disconnect is, but I need to know because I want to be connected. Why? Because also God put us here together to work together. Amen? Tim Sander defines likability, the ability to consistently generate positive emotional experiences in others. Likeability affects whether people want to be around you or not. Amen. Tim says that. Mark 10, 17 to 22. 
it talks about how um, the the rich the, the there was this rich um, young person that wanted to serve God and everything, and God said, "Get rid of all you have and follow me." Right? He liked Jesus. He wanted what he had, but when God corrected him and said, well, you have to give, sell everything, he was like, okay, no, that's okay. But yet, God was able to connect with him. Isn't that amazing? Well, Jesus was amazing. He was. Seven, okay, seven areas. This is a long lesson today. Seven areas of emotional servanthood. The first one is approachability. Are you welcoming? Are you welcoming? Amen. The other thing I wanted to put in here is that we are called to serve the kingdom of God, but we're called, there's some of us that are called specifically to people. So even though somebody might say you're not approachable to them, but to others you are. Amen? Right? Amen? Have anybody had that experience where you've connected to people and others you just don't connect, but you know God said it's okay because they're not called to be on your team or connected to you. Not to say that... We, we love each other, but you know what I mean, right? Yes. Are you welcoming? Are you, what is your tone when you address people? Are you easy to get, are you easy to get things done? Amen? Correctability is number two. Can you be told you made a mistake and not get upset? You know, can somebody in the team that you're working in at home, if you're serving, amen, in the home physically, is, can someone say, listen, you made a mistake and you not get bent out of shape? You know, no, I really didn't make the mistake. Maybe you made the mistake because you missed it, right? You know? Absorbing versus transferring is number three. Four is emotionally tuned in, right? That's something that we have to, um, Dr. D spoke on mapping and she spoke about being present. Remember that? She said the first thing you got to do when you have to listen to God is as he's directing you with the scriptures and all that, you have to be present in this moment. And sometimes when we're serving people emotionally, I'm guilty to this and I got to work out. Sometimes your mind goes because they're giving you so much emotions and you're trying to think, okay, God, what's the word? What's the word that I got to give them? And you're not connected, but you want to be emotionally connected, right? So sometimes we have to stay emotionally in tune to people. Amen. That's where we connect with others. Number five, adjusting our point of view. Sometimes we have to, even if, say, if we are a leader, that's the part where we have to give away our desires and say, well, let me hear your point of view. Amen. Let me hear what you have to say. Let me, let me put this whole leader thing down for a minute, and let me hear what you have to say. Because at the end of the day, it's about serving others. Amen. So number six, helping others on their terms. Amen? Helping them on the term. Listen, if somebody, if, you, if you're in a ministry and you got to work on, with, if you know somebody's called to be there and they're a blessing, but, you know, there's some little kinks that got to be worked out, take the time to work with them. Amen? Take the time to help them. Amen? You know, we can't say people, they're just too emotional. Well, we're, we're serving emotionally here, too. Amen? Take the time to bring out the best in people in different departments, in the home, with your children. It says, number seven, assurance and affirmation. Amen. I think that's it. It's gone. Okay. All right. 
So I'm gonna just, the last part is, I'm gonna talk more in depth. The first one, I gave you approachability. It says, requires you to be open to the needs and requests of others. In human relationships, when you are going through your own drama, you can think you don't have to listen to others, what I was just saying, right? We have to stay connected because, you know, have you ever talked to somebody and you're like, are you still there? <laughs> right? You're like, are you still there? Like, did I lose you? You know, right? So we have to stay connected. Correctability, um, and that's Proverbs 9, 7 to 9. As a servant, make it easier to be corrected. Do people regret telling you things? We were saying, right? Do people, um, when somebody says, if you're somebody that somebody comes up to you and says, listen, you know, I, this that you did, amen? And sometimes when you're a leader, it might be a struggle, it shouldn't, right? But they say, can, I, can you be corrected as a leader? And when I mean corrected, can somebody bring a point of view to you and say, listen, this didn't feel right? And you're like, well, I'm the leader, tough, right? <laughs> it's fun. Listen, I know that stuff is funny, but those things happen. They do. And these are the things that keep the disconnect between our brothers and sisters, amen? And sometimes we don't want to own our stuff. And we have to, because at the end of the day, this is about the kingdom of God. This is, listen, this is not even about departments or anything. It's at the kingdom of God. Amen? So people should not regret telling us things. Number three, absorbing versus transferring. Must learn how to pass emotional uneasiness onto others. Amen? So if you're somebody that's giving emotional uh, servanthood, you have to make sure that what you're sharing is something that you've overcome. Right? that you've overcome yourself, amen? You cannot discuss problems with the fruit of the spirit until you have the peace, meaning until you've healed from something, because what happens is when you're doing emotional serving and you're talking to people about something and it's a trigger in your life, you're gonna go off and say, yeah, I know, right? I don't know if anybody has that issue. Sometimes it comes up. Number four, when you're emotionally in tune, having sensitivity towards others regardless of your need, amen? Sometimes even if, you, if, if you've talked to them for days, or you, you just have to say, listen, they're working process just like you were. Today you're here, but someday, one day you were back there. Amen? So work with the people. Adjusting our point of view. Trying, try looking through the lens of others. That's what we were saying. Try to look on when people share. Step back and try to see what they're saying to you. You know, because you might miss something. They're trying to say something. Especially if they're hurting, they're trying to say something to you. So just listen. Don't get spiritual. Don't, you know, what the Word of God says. We all know what the Word of God says. But right now we're not talking about the Word of God. We're talking about people that are hurting, that need to be heard. And then you give them the Word to heal, but in that moment, they don't need, well, you know, God says it'll work it out for good. But right now they're hurting. They need to hear. They need to be heard. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And um, did I say helping others? Yep. And the last one is assurance and affirmation. When you're being inconvenienced, when someone makes a mistake, let the person know it's okay. Right? If somebody has made a mistake and you're taking the time to probably tell them two or three times again, it's okay. Let them know because they might say it's okay. You know, this is what we're here for, to serve, to grow, to grow together and, you know, love one another. Amen, and that's it. Amen.
Ich 